After our trip to the great outdoors in the last two episodes, this week we're going to look at the industry from a financial analyst's perspective. Shayan Patil is a senior equity analyst at Susquehanna International Group or SIG. Shayam covers the internet sector, including online travel agencies. While the industry is starting a slow recovery, I wanted to get Shayam's Wall Street perspective on who will be the winners and losers in this view. I hope you enjoy another unconstrained conversation. Hi everyone, welcome to another great episode of Unconstrained Conversations, uh, another week. And I am uh, on the phone today with uh, Shyam Patil from SIG. Um, and uh, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to this conversation because um, Shyam is uh, very involved in the financial side of uh, the industry, kind of uh, the analytics side, uh, the Wall Street side. Uh, looking at travel and hospitality and, and uh, the surrounding areas. And, and today's conversation is really going to be about the current state of the industry and the next few months, obviously, uh, and talking about some of the winners and losers over the coming months, you know, which segments of the industry um, and uh, what he thinks or what he sees uh, the, the, the winners and losers are already doing today to set themselves up for success. So welcome to the podcast. Um, Happy to have you on board here. Yeah, thanks, Klaus. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, thanks for thanks for having me join. Sure. Why don't you give us a little bit of a background on your company and uh, what you guys do and and uh, what what some of your services are? Yeah, of course. So um, I work for Susquehanna International Group, uh, you know, also known as SIG SIG. We're a fairly diversified financial services company with global operations. We operate in a bunch of different areas in the financial services market. I specifically work in the equity research department. So essentially I, I cover stocks. Um, and the stocks that I cover are in the internet sector. And you know one area that I focus on a lot is online travel. So I cover the publicly traded online travel companies. So you know Booking, Expedia, Travago, um, and I monitor, you know, a lot of the 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 other public ones, the private ones that I don't cover on a global basis. Well, thanks for that. So that's gonna that's that's a perfect kind of segue of uh, uh, of to my next question. Um, what what kind of um, what kind of thoughts do you have about the current state of the industry? And you know, a lot of conversations out there about online versus offline, and and who is going to be coming out of the stronger and weaker. Give us uh, your perspective, kind of um, what's happening in the market right now. You know, the, so to state the obvious, the, you know, the, the, it's, it's been tough uh, in the travel industry. Um, you know, online travel, you know, hasn't been an exception. It's been, it's been really tough. You know, if you look at, you know, the, the kind of the heart of the pandemic, you know, bookings were down substantially, right? 80, 90% or more. Um, uh, so it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was quite tough. And, you know, I, I think now what we've seen is we've seen a gradual uh, rebound. I think there's still going to be a long road to recovery. Uh, you know, when you look at the the market, Particularly the way I, I, I kind of focus on it, just with the online travel players, you know, the it, it seems like alternative accommodations has come back faster. 
it's still still a long road ahead, but it's come back faster. Hotels have been slower to recover. Um, you know, I think I think one of the interesting things in this kind of in this environment is that, you know, it's it's companies that have diversified, you know, their exposures. Uh, you know, hotels, all, accommodations, vacation rentals, just different business lines um, have kind of put themselves in a position to to benefit when when these various pockets start to recover. Uh, so that's been an interesting thing to just to just notice in this environment. Right. So so when I'm when I'm thinking about some of the companies that you mentioned, there's obviously a couple private ones and a couple public ones, right? Um, uh, Booking comes to mind, um, Expedia, especially with their VR Verbo product and then um, you know the big the big elephant in the room obviously still private but maybe not for long uh, airbnb that's that's kind of moved from out alternative accommodation into the hotel space with the hotel to net acquisition right yes that's right um that's right and and yeah i, I agree with you on the on the alternative accommodation side i i feel uh and from a personal experience as well that that kind of the the, the the more residential aspects, people when they they you know look to stay somewhere, I feel people will look more towards the Airbnb type accommodation than than wanting to be in a hotel with two or three hundred other people. Um, I could see them really big beneficiaries of uh, the, the the expected recovery that's going to come first in the drive to leisure market, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, and if you look at some of the the data out there, you know, there's these companies haven't reported their Q2 numbers yet, but there there is some third party data out there. If you look at it, you know, bookings are still down year over year across the board. Uh, whether it's you know North America, Europe, APAC, they're, they're all down. You know, some, some geographies are down less than others. But if you look at Airbnb, uh, you know, they said that their booking, their U.S. bookings grew year over year um, yeah. in, in recent week, in recent weeks. So that's that's interesting. Um, you know, they're growing. When everybody else is declining, um, and I think I think that's a great point you made, just about you know uh, you know wanting to be in more secluded destinations like beaches or rural areas, not wanting to be in hotels where you have a lot of other people staying. Um, you know, I think that those are all those are all kind of big considerations for people. Uh, I know in the Northeast, a lot of people are. You know, uh, a lot of you know, where I live, a lot of people are going um, to the beach. They're renting, you know, uh, vacation rentals and going to the beach, or they're going to the mountains. Uh, you know, I'm not hearing a lot of people going to hotels. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm, I'm actually, I'm, I didn't tell you that, but I'm recording this out of an Airbnb in, in Boulder, Colorado, right now. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, so I'm, I'm kind of the proof point, if you want, uh, a very small data point, but. Uh, <laughs> Instead of going to Europe this summer, we decided to go and hang out in Colorado for a couple of weeks. Uh, uh, you know, work remotely uh, as we speak. Um, so I, I completely concur with you there. Is, is there, um, uh, you know, do you have any thoughts about uh, some of these uh, relief packages that some of the companies have been offered, and if they're going to be uh, helpful to their success? Like Expedia has recently announced something. Airbnb have done something with their hosts. Booking, we haven't really heard anything that they have done anything. Um, what's your thought around that? Well, I think the, you know, the, the, the supply, the supply side, the suppliers, you know, are, are, are struggling. Uh, you know, you look at some of these numbers that are out there, yeah. um, you know, STR saying rep par 
down 65 percent uh, in, in, in early June. In the U.S., in Europe, down 89 percent, and APAC down 78 percent. I mean, those are those are those are big declines that you know the suppliers are 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 facing right now. Um, so I think that you know anything that 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 can be done to to help them with relief packages and uh, and whatnot, um, I, I think can I, you know I, I think can only help. Uh, you know, booking. I believe what booking has said. You're correct. Um, last last thing I heard was that they're 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 trying to help partners without financial relief. I think instead of giving financial relief, they're talking about you know data sharing and and consumer incentives. Um, uh, but but you're, but you're right. Uh, but I think overall, you know, it's it, you know the the suppliers are under quite a bit of pressure, and uh, you know I think I think anything that can be done to help them is is is, is gonna is, is gonna be um, is gonna be helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And we just saw that kind of the, the pressure on the suppliers with the um, layoffs that um, Hilton unfortunately announced earlier this week, right? Uh, 20, I think 20% of their corporate staff um, was um, was let go and um, a substantial other amount of people was kind of extended their furlough. So um, um, that's definitely a sign of the times, unfortunately, at the moment. <clears throat> and, ha- and having a lot of friends at Hilton, kind of, uh, I feel I feel for them. It's been a very tough week. Um, so from your experience, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. I was just, I was just going to say, you know, um, you know, I know some folks that work at, uh, hotel, hotel chains, and they're saying that they're not expecting to get back to 2019 top line levels until 2022 at the earliest. Yeah. So that's, that's a, that's a long road to recovery. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen some number from SDR and Oxford, um, Oxford economics. That they're saying like ref bar is 2024, even you know, full ref bar recovery, not before probably 2024. Uh, global, globally, right? You might see pockets uh, uh, that that move faster, and certain countries moving faster, but um, on a global basis, it'll take a uh, they, they think it'll take about four years, so long road ahead. Um, so from your experience, uh, who do you think are going to be the winners and losers? We talked about leisure demand, and we talked about the Kind of alternative accommodation. Do you think there's going to be, I don't know, any any other losers or winners uh, over the next few months that that will crystallize pretty soon? Um, I mean, I think in, if you're if you're looking at if we're looking at it kind of on a subsector basis, you know, if we're talking, you know, you know, accommodations, you know, hotels versus alternatives, um, or hospitality versus air. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, I, I think in the near term, uh, hospitality probably recovers faster than air. You know, if you look at air travel, it's it's still under quite a bit of pressure. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I've even heard, you know, uh, ad agencies talk about you know getting uh, 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 campaign advertising campaigns ready for some hospitality clients that they have. So that would suggest that. Uh, you know, hospitality, while it's still a long road to recovery, um, uh, is it, kind of you know in, in the early days of, of one. Um, so I think you know I think hospitality overall I think is a more attractive pocket versus versus air within hospitality. I, I think certainly alternative accommodations, um, you know, whether that's your traditional ones or vacation rentals, I, I think that's going to be a winner versus hotels. At least, at least in the near term, for the reasons we talked about. Now, I think 
you know, alternative accommodations in the major metros, those are probably going to remain under pressure. But I think, you know, anything in the rural type destinations that we talked about or vacation rentals that we talked about, I, I think those are those are going to be more attractive areas. Um, if we're talking specific companies, winners and losers, you know, Expedia or Booking or, you know, the publicly traded stocks, um, you know, I, I think I think the OTAs generally are in a, are in a very strong, very strong position. Um, uh, uh, just, just from a secular standpoint, um, certainly in, in the near term, they're, they're going through challenges as well. Uh, but I think, you know, booking and Expedia should emerge out of this, um, hopefully in, 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 in even better shape. Um, I, I think players like, like TripAdvisor and, and Trivago are probably going to be, um, you know, are facing a little bit more pressure. Um, uh, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more challenging for them. Uh, but that's 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 generally how I think about just the, the winners and losers, kind of at a high level, and then on a company specific level. Yeah, it's interesting, and um, kind of that distinction between airlines and hotels. Um, I think you're absolutely right, especially as a lot of people just get in the car and drive to their place wherever they're going to go. Right. Um, I, I I kind of run a, I run a weekly analysis and kind of graph and and update on TSA throughput numbers at at the airports in the U.S. and uh, it's been it's been accelerating improvement. We just reached about five hundred thousand travelers um, a couple of days um, ago, but that's still only twenty one percent of the of last year's volume, right? So while while it's four times more than in the mid of April, uh, I think the low point was eighty seven thousand people on the seventeenth of April. Um, it's still it's still eighty percent to go. So it's, it's it's a very long road ahead for, for the airlines. That's for sure. Yeah, that, that's right. And, and we, you know, we really haven't seen, you know, much, much improvement yet. Right, right. Um, so any particular lessons kind of you've learned over the last eight weeks? You know, everyone, this is one of the rare events, uh, as I see it, that, that affects everyone around the globe. Um, there's, there hasn't been that many. Uh, <laughs> fortunately, there haven't been that many uh, in, in recent history. But uh, I think everyone has had some learnings and lots of experience that they've taken away. So I'm, I'm always asking kind of what lessons have you learned over the last eight weeks and, and, and what, what would you recommend to others? Um, uh, what are some of your thoughts? It's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, you know, I'm sure that there's just lots of lessons learned that, you know, just from covering, just from being in the seat that I'm in yeah. and, and covering and, and covering you know, a bunch of different types of public companies and private companies, you know, the, the one thing that I, you know, that I, that I really came to appreciate was that, you know, cash is king, uh, you know, profitability is important, you know, growth at all costs uh, is great in a bull market, but when things change, right, that, that can put you out of business, especially if you don't have a balance sheet. So I, I think, you know, having a good balance sheet, um, uh, you know, having enough cash to, to run the business, uh, even if revenue levels fall dramatically for, you know, call it 12 months. I, I think that's, that's important. Uh, I, I think trying to run a lean operation, uh, focusing on profitability, uh, I think that's important. Um, those, those, are, those are more financial things, but, but in, a, in a time like this, uh, uh, those are very important. You know, if you're a company and you have cash when others don't, um, you know, that, that can be strategic. You can perhaps hire people you couldn't have otherwise. 
You could perhaps do acquisitions that you couldn't have done otherwise. Uh, the, the, it, it, it can be it can be quite useful. Uh, the the other kind of interesting thing is, you know, that I that, that I kind of noticed is that you know in in in, in business school you, you you always learn that you know diversification for businesses isn't good. That businesses should be singularly focused, and if, and if investors want to diversify, they can do that. But what's interesting is if you look at the, the hospitality market, right, alternative accommodations, that, that subsector is, that's what's recovering faster. You know, hotels are still under pressure, and, I, and it could be that way for a while. So, you know, I think the companies that have diversified, uh, you know, so Booking has done that, Expedia has done that, um, and have, a, you know, a mix of hotel and, and alternative accommodations, right, they're, they're able to benefit from one pocket in this environment while the other pocket remains challenged. So I think just smart business diversification make, you know, makes sense. Yeah, you're really talking about de-risking your business, right? If you're diversifying in a smart way, then you're really, you're really able to kind of balance out any risks that you might face down the road, right? That's, um, that's really what you're talking about. And we just released today uh, my podcast with uh, the VP Sales Revenue and Marketing from Delaware North. And I'm not sure if that's one of the companies you cover. It's a, you know, a very diversified company that has... Um, Manages a lot of the the lodging in the in the national parks, and they have uh, airports, uh, airport services, restaurant services, and they do a lot of the F and B in um, stadiums, and a bunch of other things. Um, and they they say they've in their 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 leisure business, the park business, is actually fairly close to what it was last year. Obviously, they lost April and March um, uh, business and and part of May. But uh, looking forward, June, July, August is a, a very close margin to um, to what it was last year. And then I, I had a chat with KOA um, Campgrounds of America, which we're going to release next week. And they also confirmed that their business is, is fairly close, and in some cases even better than last year. Um, obviously, they're not so, they're not diversified, but they're just in the right spot, right? But, but it just shows that when you have a diversification strategy, even in times like this, there's pockets of opportunity. Right. And, and, you know, smart diversification and having exposure to those uh, is, is, can, can be great in times like this. Yeah. The, the comment on cash is interesting because, uh, you know, if you look at a lot of the public companies, airlines and, and hotel companies and, and uh, a lot of the other players, the amount of uh, share buyback we've seen in the last few years and the amount of cash that's gone into that. I think it was something like 50, I'm sure you know the number better than I do, but I think it was $54 billion just across the airlines in the US in the last three years. Um, and then they had to ask for a you know $45 billion support by the government, right? Um, uh, you could ask the question, you know, if they could have used that cash a little bit better than, than buying back their own shares. Obviously, creating shareholder value is important and, and increasing share price is important. Um, but uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. But is, would that would that money have been served better now to cushion some of their cash and balance sheets? Right. Yeah, it's, it's a great question, and it's a it's it's a difficult problem for public companies because you know if you look at you know financial theory, um, if you if you're suboptimal. If your balance sheet is suboptimal, i.e., if you have too much cash in, in this situation, if you have too much cash, then uh, Wall Street is going to punish you 
for having excess cash. And, you know, CEOs, boards, you know, a part of their job is to, uh, is to increase shareholder value, right? Some would argue that's their, that's their biggest, and that's their number one goal is to increase shareholder value. It's harder to do that if you have an inefficient balance sheet, i.e. too much cash. Yeah. And so, you know, they're in a tough spot where, you know, maybe they would like to have more cash in the balance sheet, but if they do, then, you know, they're, they're potentially, you know, risking their stock price or, or, they're, or, they're, or they're not optimizing the, 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 the stock price. And so, that, you know, they're kind of, um, you know, heavily incentivized to do buybacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that kind of leads to what, you, what we just saw, what you just mentioned. Which is a tremendous amount of buybacks after bailouts, you know, what, 10, 10, 12 years, 12 years ago, 11, 12 years ago, there were enormous bailouts. Then you have enormous amounts of buybacks, and now you have another bailout. Uh, You know, but it it all has to do with just the the way financial theory and just just the way, um, the the kind of pressure that, that, that these companies have on them to have efficient balance sheets. I, 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 I agree with you, but not, it's not a perfect yeah. situation. Right. No, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a catch-22. I agree with you, right? And I'm not faulting any of the companies. It's just an observation that, you know, it's, it's, we're going through these cycles, right? Time over time. That you've just mentioned, right? Um, it, it's, um, uh, thanks for the explanation, but it's, um, uh, it is interesting when you, when you see how some of, some of the companies react. And, uh, just another comment I just saw this morning. Um, actually, Marriott. Um, I saw some 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 comment. I don't know if you you saw that, but they they announced actually a debt buyback um, after having um, you know gone out to the debt market uh, in in April, raising uh, some substantial amount of money. They now announced that they're going to buy some of the shorter term uh, debt back, uh, spending a billion dollars um, for that 2021 and 2022 debt. Now maybe they'll raise step later at, at lower interest rates. I don't know, but um, that seems to be an interesting sign of confidence that they're able to spend uh, their own money to buy back debt uh, in these times. So, uh, it's in all kinds of interesting developments out there, and I'm sure you're seeing lots of that. Yeah, the, yeah, we we we've seen you know um, uh, there, there's all kinds of interesting activity going on right now. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, it's actually smart for companies to buy back, you know, high interest rate debt sure. and they can issue it at much lower interest rates now. It's, just, it's basically like, like refinancing your house. Yeah. Uh, 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 so that, that, that makes sense. I, I, I didn't see the news, so I don't know exactly what they're doing. But if, but if that is part of the strategy, I, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So um, my last question, we're almost out of time here. Uh, and the most difficult question, I guess, is uh, what is the what is the first destination you'll be traveling to? Um, I don't know if you have traveled already in the last couple of weeks. So some people I see are getting back on planes and and doing starting to do some business travel. But um, for leisure, what will be the what would be the first place you would, would want to travel to? Yeah, that, that is the most important question. Uh, <laughs> you know, we we uh, my my family and I, my my kids and my wife and I have, have gone back and forth on this. Um, so we definitely have to make a trip to Atlanta because my, my, my family is in Atlanta. So we definitely have to do that. That's probably going to be in August. Uh, but I think, I think we're probably going to have a beach vacation before that. Uh, probably, probably stay local, at, you, know, uh, you know, probably Jersey Shore or, or something close by. Uh, but, 
but but we got to take advantage of this nice weather. So uh, you know, I think I think a beach vacation uh, is probably going to be in order soon. Well, sounds fantastic. I don't, you know, uh, it's not not too bad. Even Jersey beaches are are pretty uh, uh, pretty beautiful too, right? So um, not too bad if you can if you can get there um, easily. Yeah, you just got you, you know you just got to I guess t- take what you can get you know in this environment. Of course, yeah, um, and and the other thing is flexibility is key, right? Nobody wants to get stuck somewhere like I used to do in uh, kind of a couple months back when I got stuck in New Zealand for a few weeks. Um, different story. Well, thank you so much for for the time today. Uh, it was really great getting you um, on the phone here for a quick chat. Appreciate you you sharing your perspective, and um, I hope uh, you you'll get to do this uh, trip to the beach fairly soon. Thank yeah, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed the conversation. Um, and yes, I, I hope I hope to do that uh, in the coming months. Great. Well, thanks. Thanks a lot. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you found this episode valuable for your own business circumstances. Check out the show notes, link to the episode, help more people in the industry find this podcast by sharing and rating, and don't forget to subscribe to the series wherever you listen to it.